Hey, this is Gordon from the Riff Radio Show Podcast, a radio show dedicated to the music of Generation X. We release a new show every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we play music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we take your requests. And unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show, I always put your requests on our Saturday morning all-request episode. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song. The Riff is only available on Spotify, so head on over today and subscribe. The Riff, only on Spotify. Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to tonight's exciting edition of Our Certain Point of View. I'm Jim. Hello there. I'm Tim. And I'm Papa Bear. Papa Bear. All right, this is episode 65. 65. Yes. 65. Execute 65. episode. All right, um, and it's Monday. Yeah, we're, we're really, really late. Uh, February eighth, um, and we got news. What are we doing? We have news. Let's hear the news. All right. Um, so shopdisney.com has uh, released a bunch of new stuff. There's like housewares and stuff, which some of it looks pretty cool. There's a sixty-five dollar coffee maker, which makes a single cup of coffee. Apparently, you can use pods like or filters. Like a Kyuger. Um, well, you could use filtered coffee, too, just Back. regular for a drip. And then it comes with a Darth Vader uh, 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 travel mug. And it's, it's pretty neat looking, but it's 65 bucks for a you know single cup. Which, if the I guess if the coffee, if the cup is nice, then, I don't know, maybe it's close to worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the stuff is a little expensive, but it's uh, there's some some neat stuff there. There's some houseware stuff. And did you know we secretly and... replaced your coffee with coffee crystals? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why would you, you do that? <laughs> that is the best Saturday Night Live yeah. skit ever. Look it up, Chris Farley. Crystal coffee crystals. It's so funny. Uh, uh, kitchen. So these are kitchen gadgets. Is that what you said? He said housewares. Housewares. So like appliances. There... I saw. I, I just recently got an Instapot, and I, I I went back on, and somehow there's like an R two D two style Instapot. I was yeah. like, it was the same price, and I was like, if I had known that, I would have bought that one instead. Well, now you can have two Instapots. I might well, be. So my wife wants an Instapot, <laughs> but my wife does not let me have Star Wars stuff on the main floor of the house. Uh. <laughs> so this is, it doesn't uh, let him have. Well, I, I... <laughs> well, there's like a BB-8 yeah. one, and like a, a there's a whole bunch of them. I there was, are, yeah, I was, there are a bunch of them. A Darth Vader one, a Stormtrooper one. Of those, one. one of As if I can do whatever I want, I'm laughing. Yeah, right. Yeah. One of those um, is going to make its way into our kitchen, because uh, if I buy it before before she buys one... Easier to get forgiveness than permission. Well, it's not a problem. She'll, you know, we'll still have the Instapot here that, that she wants, and... Beep, beep, beep. You know, Instapot doesn't stay out on the counter at all times. Just is it bad that I don't know what an Instapot is? It's a uh, it's a pot that you buy instantly. Yeah. 
Um, that's it's like it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pressure cooker. Is basically yeah, it's what it is. Pressure cooker. Uh, when, so when, you can cook super fast. When you got anxiety, it's all pressure cooking. Yeah. There you go. We have one of those uh, air fryers. I think that makes us fancy. And holy yeah. cow, the food is so good from that thing. Yeah, it is. We have an air fryer as well. I saw, and you made me very jealous what yeah. you were making. My wings. Made some phenomenal wings. Wings. Um, and she made some buffalo sauce to go with them uh, at home. And she also made oh, yeah. some homemade uh, blue cheese dip and uh-huh. ranch dressing homemade. Darn you, COVID. I want these she things. Did a, she did a whole, like, a whole thing um, for the Super Bowl party, which was me and her watching the Super Bowl. I, oh, I slept so, to the Super Bowl. I didn't mean to. Yeah. I just did. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that, we don't have to get into that. No, we don't. <laughs> but um, so that was the first bit of news. The other bit of news, <laughs> um, and let me get through this here, is okay. uh, is Ryan Johnson. No. So I'm going to say a couple of things about Ryan Johnson. Uh, agree or disagree, but keep it to yourself for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ryan Johnson is a good director. Um, he's, he's done some stuff that that has been. <laughs> He's done some stuff that's that's definitely good. Um, we've had some. We have we have questioned some of the choices that he made with the Last Jedi. Um, visually, he made a, a great movie. He did. Uh, Story wise, a lot of fans found it a little lacking. Um, and and the reason I say that right now, it looks like Ryan Johnson is still on track to do a set of movies in the future, or at least the first in the trilogy, or something. And he was originally on track for that, but we thought maybe that that had gone for away. Star Wars? Yes. So it looks like he may still be, um, he may still be up for that. And the reason that I say, and I wrote this in our, our show notes here, I put Ryan Johnson with some possible excitement. He is a good director. Um, if he if he gets some of the if he gets some of the political stuff off the very face of his show. Um, then I think we would have something worth watching. And story-wise, I imagine... Now, he's got this possible excitement because he has two options here. His two options are, you know, the fans want this kind of consistency. We like that there's some new Star Wars. We like that there's some new flow to Star Wars. That's that's okay. But there needs to be some consistency with our Star Wars universe. Um, so his two options are, you know, kind of listen to what was going on with the fans... Or, like, full-on go against them. You know, those are the two. Like, there's not going to be any middle ground. Like, he's going to be like, all right, you know, obviously there are some concessions I need to make to to please Star Wars fans, um, but still make my own movie. And hopefully that's the route that he goes. I'm not saying just, like, change everything that he did. He's got to have some creative input. But, you know, I just hope that he's not... Uh, I hope that he's not defiant in his making of a movie because of... Well, to be frank, the the poor behavior of many Star Wars fans. Poor. Are, well, the the reactions and the way people talk to each other in the Star Wars well, yeah, universe is not always great. We, true. We need some. But um, there's also legitimate criticism here. There, well, there is, and I said that. You yeah. Know, we found we did find the story a little lacking, and uh, and I'm hoping that that that's taken into consideration. And I think with the storyboard and with himself, you know, like I said, unless. His personality is one that's just defiant and, you know, forget what they want. I'm going to intentionally go against what they, you know. Hopefully that's not what we're going to get. Um, 
if he doesn't do that, if he's not intentionally going against the fans, then he will have spent enough time, I think, at this point to get to know Star Wars a little better, and I think we'll get a good story out of it. That's that's my piece. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, so that's don't the, I that's get a say, thing. or was I not allowed you, to? No, you don't. <laughs> May I rebut? <laughs> I'm I'm basically I'm trying to stay optimistic. If this is going to happen, I want to stay optimistic I'm, about it. I, I get where you're coming from, and I agree, but I don't think he deserves another shot. Um, I right. Well, we don't necessarily I, have that opportunity to to, to deny decide. him the other shot, right? So, yeah, correct. Um, and that was, that was yeah, point. I'm not going to root against the guy um, because I love Star Wars and. Uh, you know, there's so much Star Wars stuff now, um, whether it be you know comic books, novels, or even at this point movies um, and TV shows. There's going to be some of it people don't like, including me. Um, that having been said, I do kind of go back to... I don't to... like you either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> that having been said, I... Uh... I like the meme or whatever where uh, someone's talking about, I like Star Wars, not just a movie, not some movies, you know, I like Star Wars. Um, and that's kind of where I go. I like the world of Star Wars, so even though there's, I didn't like The Last Jedi at all, um, there are moments in the movie, like you said, that are visually gorgeous. Um, so The whole movie is visually gorgeous. True. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. I, I cannot stand the story. Um... But, like I said, I'm not rooting against the guy. Maybe, I just feel like he tried to make Star Wars something it wasn't. Um, like, he didn't take fan, like, uh, kind of the, the feeling of Star Wars seriously. I, I, well, I, I'm going to say something to that. Uh, I think the problem started with the, the episode before that, because he was kind of handed a turd in, in a marathon race, and it, like, True. Had, had to drag it, and then... <laughs> And it was, and it was a. Well I mean, one. I like the movie, but <laughs> yeah, like well, story see, like, wise, yeah. it wasn't the stories the fans wanted to see. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's you know I had this conversation actually on a different fan group. So I don't know if we've talked about this or not, um, and some people might not have heard this, but I'm a huge, huge fan of the of the Stargate franchise. No. Um, which has Stargate SG One, Atlantis, and Universe. Um, they're at, I think, 16 or 17 total seasons of TV shows, along with three movies, I think. Um, so there's lots of, <laughs> there's just a lot of hours of Stargate, you know. Um, somebody posted a rumor that Disney might be getting Stargate, and dun, dun, if they dun. did, there's potential for them to make a new series or another movie or something. And you have everybody that's hit or miss. Oh, no, you know, they're like... Oh, it's great! Uh, you know Disney, what they did with Mandalorian, that could be great for Stargate. And other people are like, "Is that community is as sorry to interrupt, but is that community as fractured as the Star Wars community is?" No. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, um, I mean, if you've if you've been through all of Stargate, you pretty much love Stargate. You know, if you've stayed with it, and um, but that's they're they're some of them are still the Star Wars fans, and they're the ones that you saw coming out. Um, so it was back and forth. People were like, well, I loved Mandalorian. I love what they did with Star Wars. I love where they're going. And other people were like, they destroyed Star Wars. And they're going to do that to Stargate 2 and all this stuff. And, you know, finally I got on and I was like, look, I'm, I'm excited about the idea. And it's a rumor right now. But I'm excited about the idea of them making more. Because one of two things will happen. It'll either be horrible. In which case, we just enjoy the 17 seasons and three movies that we have 
and just ignore <laughs> the, plus the books and stuff like you just and then just ignore that if you don't like it like well, that's kind of what I've done with the last Jedi um, and then yeah I said and the other op- option is that it's amazing and we get more amazing Star true true enough so like and I, I understand the concept of you know you've had a show and the show was wonderful and it's it's time has passed and whatever but you know the I don't know. There's so many good directors out there. You know, why not give it to a Taika Waititi or... Uh, well, he's got know, a movie. True, but I'm just trying to think of some of the other names we've seen in The Mandalorian. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, um, the other... Who was the Lady Cho? Um, the guy with the last name I can't pronounce from uh, from who came from Africa. Um, I'm, I'll tell you what. All man, of I'm these hopeful. directors are worthy and Ryan Johnson's had his chance. I just, I mean, like you said, I can't affect this, but these are my thoughts. Um, well, and the, the other part of that is this. Those guys deserve a chance. Right, and I understand what you're saying. My 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 issue is the, the storyline for the sequel trilogy was not put together properly. When it really comes down to it, they did not have an idea of where the story was going. They did not have. They didn't have a story. They didn't have a complete story. I mean, period. They didn't have a. They're going to start in this first movie and they're going to end in the um, Rise of Skywalker. And like this is the. There wasn't even a single like. Just here's the string. We're going to meet Ray on this desert planet, and at the end of the string, Ray is going to blank. Like they didn't even have that first. Yeah. This is where she's going to start and end, and then we'll branch off of it throughout. There was zero. Is what it seems like to they me. They didn't there have was... a plan for the handoff, right? So there was yeah. zero plan for anything. So I'm I'm gonna take the pieces of the story that that I didn't like in the Last Jedi and blame them on the overall plan and say that it wasn't just Ryan Johnson's fault. There were there were issues with the sequel trilogy for that. And I like the sequel trilogy. I'm not here to bash on that. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm going into this optimistic. So, and that's if it I don't know if it's happening. Again, this is just, you know, I was reviewing all of the upcoming shows and movies and stuff and different websites say different things, so um that's all. We're not here to talk about that though. Nope. But it was interesting. It was a fun talk. Yeah. Good um, I like that. Any other news? Uh, oh, there's a there's a ton of ship news on, and I know ship conversation is is Tim's favorite thing. But if you look at the Star Wars news blog since Valentine's Day is coming up, okay, for Valentine's <laughs> Day, go ahead. I just wanted to tell, for those of you interested in the ships, you know, there's a ton of stuff on the Star Wars blogs you know, about and again, it. Again, I wouldn't even care that people, for whatever oh, reason, shorten the freaking name to ships. Except that in Star Wars... Yeah, I was thinking uh, Jedi we Vector. Oh, huh, huh, let's talk about they, Star they, Wars ships. And I'm they like, don't oh, talk... Yeah, they don't, they don't, I love this. They, <laughs> they uh, don't talk yeah. about that, but uh, they, they, do, they say relationship. They don't say ships. And I, well, good. All right, so <laughs> I wanna, but it sounds odd if you say, I want to relationship someone. But, yeah, you know... Right, well. Related. Oh, that's my, even worse. So no, what's no, your, what's your shipping news there, Papa Bear? Uh, oh, nothing. Uh, we just printed <laughs> out. We're, we're printing out Valentine's Day for kids at school. And, oh, uh, like they're, they're poor. A picture they're, of Chewy and it says, "I choose you." No, these are actually porgs, and they oh. say, "I choose you," and you're unporgettable. Unporgettable is not bad. What about a picture of <laughs> Boba Fett and it's like, "I would hunt the galaxy for you." Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Or uh, what about uh, a picture You can always of, make your uh, own. Darth Vader and it says, I'm your daddy. Okay, I'm going to click on it and see what the options are. <laughs> I haven't, I'm haven't. i just reading the headline. No reaction to the last one, okay. Well, I'm going to send you both this. i not to. Oh, best oh, DIY that Valentine's Tim, Tim's Hearts Papa, of Kyber. I think we're okay. Papa Bear didn't hear me, but so that wasn't over the line. I didn't no. hear you. Should I repeat it? <laughs> I don't think you let him listen to it when he listens to our yeah. Our so all right, so Valentine's Day is coming up. So if you are looking for that perfect gift for that certain someone, you might want to consider news. an Instapot that looks like R two D two or or. Or you can go, and they're they're in limited supply, but they're at Target. Um, if you're into pop figures, there's a collection of Star Wars pop figures <gasps> that are top to bottom Pepto Bismol pink. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. There's a Vader, a Chewbacca, a Stormtrooper, and I think two others. I don't remember which ones they are, but they are they're just there's no other color to them. They're just pink. It says it's got a little heart for Valentine's Day 2021. They're just, you know, for pop figure collectors, it's a good um, Valentine's Day gift for, you know, even for giving it to a kid just to, you know, if you've got a kid that likes Star Wars, you can give it to them and they're like, hey, here's your Valentine's Day present, whatever. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And if if you're crafty, you can do a DIY Valentine's. The best hearts have a heart of Kyber, as you all know. That's right. <laughs> but you need a lot of stuff to do this, and they have different designs. There's one for Darth Vader, one for Mace Windu, oh. one for Ahsoka Tano. I but you need, Mace Windu. You need at least 25 black paper straws. I don't. You need cardboard, acrylic okay. paint, paper hole punch. It's craft time. Uh, you, you should get yourself an Etsy or whatever. A hot glue gun. I don't, I don't glue, think I've ever scissors. seen a black paper straw. I, you I can paint them. That's um, what it says. At least twenty-five. And yeah, I can't drive twenty-five. Same Hagar. But right, there's like a, a there's like an eight-step process to mm. making the, the heart of Kyber. How many would that be in metric, Papa Bear? What? Twenty-five straws. Twenty-five straws. That would be twenty-five <laughs> straws. Have we have we told our uh, listeners what we're talking about tonight? No. Uh, I don't think we have, and it's a spoiler uh, episode. A lot of spoilers. Yeah, so, yeah, we're going to be discussing well the novel, uh, High Republic Night uh, Light of the Jedi. Is that right? Light, yes, Light of the Jedi. Night of the Jedi. <laughs> Light the of the Jedi, Jedi Night. Will be the novel that we are discussing Light tonight. Out. Okay. Um, and in case you're wondering about the quality of podcast you're going to get tonight, um, it's high. We, we don't even know the name of the book. Well, I, it's the Light of the Jedi. <laughs> it well, is Light of the Jedi. Yeah. We're not doing like a full on book report. We're talking about stuff in the book, right? Uh, well, we're we're reporting on the book. Yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about the story too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> well, we still have to do countdowns. And then we're going to talk go. about Light of the Jedi. Right? Ooh, i got to add something to Countdowns, too. Yeah. you got to add something. To, all right, so our first one is 85 days away, and that'll be Tuesday, May 4th, is Star Wars Day. Our next one is 112 days away, and that's Star Wars Lego The Skywalker Saga. Yeah, I'm super um, excited about that. Video games? Yes, we are. Need to stop yeah. you right there. Ah, I was trying to go so fast that it I know you were, but, but in between that, uh, 141 yeah. days away. Is when the next uh, 
High Republic book comes out. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is called Chasing um, Daisy or something like that? It is, it is not. It, Flying it is not Miss Daisy. Ch- and this will be the third book in the series, right? Because the yes. second book dropped already, which was Into the Dark. Yep. Yes, that yep. was six days ago. Yes. Um, yeah. Actually, well, I think we did. We so the third one that, but... comes out in June, is that right? Third one comes out in June. That is, um, oh gosh, who's writing that book? Why it is, think? yeah, it's a different author for each book. Yeah, and they're all kind of working together. They're doing really cool stuff. I've, yeah. I've been watching some of their... Uh, they are so cool. And this is, the third other. one is a uh, direct um, sequel to the first one, the one we're going to discuss tonight. So I haven't started Into the Dark, so I don't know how closely that ties in. But I know the third one is supposed to be like a direct sequel of this one. Yeah, ties in pretty close. Okay. Um, and as, as far as I know, I haven't actually... Light of the Jedi does end basically on a cliffhanger, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is definitely a big, full story. Um, we've kind of talked about this before with the other books. The uh, Well, with the other books, they've got... Even the, the younger kids' books will tell slightly different stories that happen kind of at the same time so if you want to get to know all of the different you know characters and things that are happening you got to read some of the younger novels as well yeah i am working on uh I, I, a test yeah. of courage which is a you know a, that's a, a young reader's novel and it's also a sequel to this isn't it yeah yeah um but i'm reading that at the pace of what i can in a weird busy school year with a child um and i'm i'm even though I want to have it read for this podcast, um, I am forcing myself to go at the a speed child's that I can pace. with my child. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I just am. You know, I'm. Uh, I, yeah, I'm a Star just, Wars podcaster, but I got to tell you, I'm a, I'm a dad first. So he's a dad first and foremost. Yeah. Okay. So, that's so Star Wars: The Mandalorian an original novel comes out Tuesday, November second. Oh, um, yeah. Which is 267 days. Wookie Life Day, which we celebrate every year. What? 282. That is correct, Papa Bear. What about celebration? <clears throat> Star Wars Celebration, 556 days away. So that's hey, not until hey, August hey, of hey, 2022. Hold on, hold on, Papa Bear. Where, where's, uh, where's Star Wars Celebration 2022 going to be? Uh, is that Anaheim, California? It is Anaheim, yeah. California. Dun, well, dun, dun. we got to work on the vehicle. Yeah, we do. Yeah, the so we're gonna buy the U-Haul and make it into a small version of the Millennium Falcon. That's right. Yeah. I thought we were doing that with your camper. Uh, uh no, because uh. my wife won't let me turn it into the Millennium Falcon. Your wife won't let you. Yeah, your wife won't let you. I can't probably, even put a. She probably won't even let you get an Instapot. I don't know what that is. It's R two D two. You're gonna need it in the. In we the might camper. have an Instapot. Um, okay, so. That's all we really got to talk about, other than uh, you and McGregor confirmed that they are working on uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series. They're supposed to start filming in April, I believe. Yeah, and that's listed. Uh, obviously, if they're filming in April, this should be obvious at this point, but it is officially listed to come out in 2022. We oh. when, but it is not coming out this year. Oh, yeah, that's next year. I keep thinking it's 2020 still. Yeah. Yeah. So that's we're, uh, we're almost two months you know, in. Somebody Ooh. actually, it was in uh, it was in one of the sites that I was reading about this stuff. Oh, I wish I could find out. Well, it was uh, Games Radar, maybe. Um, it was. But they were 
They said, well, you know, they were talking about Light of the Jedi, and it said, it said you know, it, it just in case right. anyone f- has forgotten in the 37 years it's been since 2020 started. <laughs> <laughs> and then they reminded them that this It'll only been. feel like an eternity. That's right. Yes. Someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. All right. <laughs> So, you ready to start any, on our main topic? Does it, do we have anybody that needs to talk about anything? Um, I, I, my doctor says I eat my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not what you meant by things we got to talk good, about. Good, uh. good health. Good health starts in the <laughs> in the gut. Well, yeah. yes. Um, so let's talk about this book written by Charles. Hmm? Are we, are we not getting paid this week? What? Yeah. Oh, we are. I, I uh, put the commercial before the intro, like a real podcast does. What? Yeah. We're, we're adopting the real podcast format now? Yeah, Charles Sully. S-O-U-L-E. Soul? I think it's Soul, yeah. Soul. Charles Soul wrote this book. Yeah. Um, Mark Thompson reads it on uh, Audible. And Mark, Mark Thompson awesome. read it on Audible. So... Our general intro, welcome, countdown, spawn. That's that we already did. Well, you know what we didn't do? If you enjoy this podcast, <laughs> yeah, crack open a cold one and sit back and relax. Um, and also, take a moment to go to uh, wherever you listen and hit subscribe or give it a five-star rating if that's an option. It's how we grow the show and we appreciate the help so thank you for that and now i think we're ready when do we want to start right off with when is the high republic i would say we want to start with when is the high republic i when? agree with that it's the first topic when so when is it well it's now well, there you go well the discussion <laughs> the is high now Republic is a collection of stories that came out in early 2021 um uh, so we're starting uh, a few hundred years before the events of I think the Phantom it's, Menace. I think it's about 200 years 200, before, yep, that's what I yeah. read. Um, and it's, it's, well, and basically what they say is it's approximately 300 years before the Battle of Yavin. Okay. Um, is where we're at. So it's, you know, whatever, 240, 60, whatever years before no. um, the Phantom Menace. Uh, so we're outside of basically... Almost all the living beings that we know in the Star Wars universe... Almost, yep. ...are not alive at this time. Obviously, we know there are some who can live for a few hundred years or over a thousand years, um, and they are potentially around. One in particular we know for sure is around. Yep. Yep, they refer um, to uh, him. It's... It's... It's Yoda. It's Yoda. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, and everybody's expecting that, right? It's Yoda. And they actually do a really, really, really good job with Yoda. I love what they do with Yoda in this book. Um, for as brief <laughs> as it is, it's perfect. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but we're, we're in this time. It's, this is a, a time that's, that's, like I said, before all of that that's going on. Um, the major players and the planning. Player. So assuming that you've... Currently, on our podcast, we like to observe the book Plagueis as canon. I love it. Um, it still fits the the overall. It nothing canon has has taken away. Denied from it. Yeah. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So currently we still live as if Plague has kind of happened. It came out right before the Disney merger and, and I don't know if it was a merger, but buyout, purchase, whatever. Um, but right before the, the Disney acquisition. Yeah. There it is. Um, came out right before that. Yes. And, uh, so it's yes. a wonderful book. And so we, we kind of live in, in that, that that's happened. But all of the planning that was taking place in that time before Phantom Menace... Um, is not in this time. No, so this is long if, before that. Right. Even even where this uh, appears to end, the, the High Republic era appears to end prior to them starting to take over. Um, this is the golden age of this the Jedi. The, yeah, it's the golden age of the Jedi. These are the, the Republic to hold on to, because they will not last forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's 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 something. Truer words cannot be sung about. <laughs> so um, yeah, right off the bat with this book, um, because this is a time now. Y'all might know this about me. I'm a Star Wars fan. What? And uh, yeah, I, I do. I, I enjoy Star Wars. I have a fairly good memory too. So like, I've uh, mostly listened to, not read. Um, but listen to most of the old books, like uh, you know the Rule of Two and uh, you know the old uh, old Republic books. Um, and this is a time period that, with all my you know Star Wars knowledge, I was not familiar with because there just hadn't been much on it. That having been said, this book right off the bat lost me. Um, <laughs> lots of names, lots of places. <laughs> Yeah. And I, lots of species. Uh, that and new it. ships. New and ships. Um, this was both good and bad. I did find it kind of overwhelming at first. You, um, you know you know what I was doing when I was uh, yes. listening to the book? I do, because <laughs> I'm about to say it and tell me if I'm right. Okay. You were on Wikipedia looking oh, up what these yeah. things were. I, I was. I this, was. This made it a little difficult for me at first, because so was I. I was like, wait a minute, what species? What, what's, a star, what's a Jedi vector? Um, which turns out to be sweet. Um, yeah. I so, like the yeah. description that they go over with that, too. Yeah. They do a good job with that. And there's, like the there's vehicles. some sweet pictures of them online. That's, uh, so there's a, one of the big pieces, and you get some of those pictures out of the, that's one of the other things, is, is you get the artist work from the little kids' books. Yeah. And yeah. you get to actually see the, I'll, I'll, the, That's where a lot of the Wikipedia uh, pictures yeah. are coming from, is the children's books and... Actually, on YouTube, the books, on the Star yeah. Wars YouTube channel, they've started to release a bunch of, like, short bios about all the characters where you can see them yeah. more. So this, it's a pretty cool. They've been dropping those on the regular, too. So one of the other pieces, um, and Jim kind of talked about this. He said he hadn't heard much about this time. And, and obviously there's some stuff in Legends that's, that's around, you know, a similar time. But a lot of the Legend stuff is older. And it's one of the really cool things that they kind of did here is they picked a time period where they could do all this stuff and, again, not, like, full-on reject what legends are. You know, we, and we've talked about that before. Legends are the are the, the legends of the galaxy. The, yeah, they are. The it's kind slightly, of an unexplored blank slate. Well, the, yeah, they're the, so the legends are the slightly misinformed myths of the galaxy yeah. that come from real events, but aren't necessarily the way they went down in, in actuality, which is what canon is. Um, so there wasn't a lot to, to go against here, and that was that was kind of cool. Yeah. So. 
All right, so the book itself, um, you got a list here of how you want to go over it. Yes. And I think we're on to Senators and the Chancellor. Senators and the Chancellor. Chancellor Lena So. So what? So what? Um, <laughs> Do we so, like Chancellor Lena So? Yeah. I um, guess maybe let's take a second to paint the picture, though, before we get into these guys. So this is the Republic, like like Papa Bear said, in its golden age. So we know right off the bat that whatever threats that are going to come up in a novel, and we always assume there's going to be something, because otherwise, what a boring book that'd be is. Well, everybody's they say that at just the very happy. beginning. That's written um, at the very beginning. A threat a against threat. the force itself. But we know that it can't be like uh, such a threat, like you know we see in Clone Wars or, you know, going back to, like, the the Mandalorian and Sith Wars. It can't be something that big. This has to be more like what the Jedi do in times of peace. Um, so that's kind of what we have. We have, for the most part, a Republic that is growing, um, that is, uh, you know, doing well. And then there's kind of a hiccup, and that's when, uh, that's what the story starts out with, is this uh, impending potential threat to the uh, Republic. So that's where we are. So this is a Chancellor who's in charge basically during a time of peace and growth for the Republic. Yeah. Um, and is, is, so? it seems as though she's responsible for... Uh, and, and I'll say this. Um, so? There are a lot yeah. of major female players in this book. There are. Um, and and in a regular Star Wars way. It's not in a bad way. There's, there's nothing that's that's, um, it's not over the top Ooh, in game. Strange. Sorry, mine went quiet. I don't for a know second. what that did. Um, so yeah, there's a, it's it's all good. Um, is what I'm saying. And for anyone who's got, uh, I always want to say listeners. <laughs> maybe it's because the podcast. Maybe it's because I listen to the books. Um, but if you have any, you know. It doesn't matter who's reading this book; they can they can enjoy it and they can relate to different characters that are in the book. And um, it's always nice when you can get that uh, kind of that tie-in. <clears throat> so Chancellor Lena So is uh, Chancellor to uh, of the Republic, and uh, it seems as though she's definitely um, respected. She's... And I think she's respected not. It, it seems that she's respected not because of her position. But because of her leadership tactic and her leadership skills and her overall um, plan for the Republic. Yep. Yeah, she's uh, leading uh, the great expansion into yeah. the Outer Rim territories and, and is building, building something very big, right? Or What's that thing called? It's called the Starlight Beacon. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, now, like has that shown Beacon. up in video games or something? Should I know what that is? No, uh, no okay. they have. So. Okay. There's a Starlight Squadron currently in the uh, uh, Rebels, uh, in the comic books, the Star Wars comic books. There's a Starlight Squadron, um, which I think is is eventually supposed to be like a. At some point, I bet they bring it up. You know, you are named after the blah blah blah. You know, like there's gonna be something like that. The Starlight Beacon. Uh, when 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 I first heard about the Starlight Beacon, I was instantly thinking like Deep Space Nine. A little bit. Ooh, yeah. You know? Out yeah, there on the frontier. Out there on the frontier. With the Kardashians. Have a bunch of <laughs> ships coming in and That's out. That's an a name that hasn't aged well. Yeah, but... <laughs> Anyway, that's that's what I thought when I thought of Starlight Station at first. When I, I first started reading the book, I was like, huh. But well, I didn't... We, we can 
we, let's let's talk about Chancellor So's Starlight Beacon. Do it for a few moments because I Do actually it. don't have that on our list of specific things to talk about. But the Starlight Beacon Do it. is awesome. So the Starlight Beacon awesome. is gigantic. Um, this is a huge space station, yeah. meant to be a a a reach out to everyone in the outer rim and and beyond the outer rim. They say, um, basically, they're constantly transmitting. Uh, some, some when they open, right? We're there before it opens, is what's happening here. But it's supposed to be this this area that people can come to get information about the rest of the galaxy or to. Experience it's a big the navigational aid, like a like a lighthouse of old, you know. Oh, it's better well, than that. that. Yeah. Oh, it's it does more. Wait, wait, it does uh, more. Wait, it's the Epcot Center of Space. It, it does a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, it serves a lot of purposes. I remember it's, the Epcot Center. Yeah. Yeah, it showcases all the different worlds in the Republic. But everything. But it yeah. helps but with only, communication throughout the only galaxy. Some at a time. Like not even you don't have to just, you have to go there at different times to experience different places. Like Basically, a, it has the Star Wars equivalent of the holodeck. It's that's what it seems like. Yeah. That's what I yeah. Um in a more and not in a trading sense, but in a museum sense. Yeah. Gosh, Which is really cool. So bad. Yeah, it's awesome. Um now, what's the other big thing that it has? There's another big, big, big thing that this thing that this place is going to have. What's that going to be? Was it the Jedi? Um, yeah. Like a Jedi, I don't know what you call it. It has a Jedi temple. Oh, so it's a full-on temple. It's a full-on temple. They are they are going to have this as a separate, not <clears throat> not separate from the order, but a separate temple where they're actually going to uh, bring younglings here. To train and raise them at this temple instead of not, not yeah, it's like an outreach one, station. The but there's a this is going to be a secondary Jedi temple, and they're going to use it the same way they use the main Jedi temple um, for training Padawans, for running, you know, for setting up assignments or missions or whatever in the outer rim. But Padawans aren't all going to be sent to Coruscant. Some will come here and go through the training here. So it's a it's a full on Jedi temple. The only thing it does not have is the Jedi Council. Um, the Council resides on Coruscant. This this temple will not have that. They will have masters, um, but they'll still all you know report to the Council basically. So, so Chancellor, awesome, huge place. So this is like her big thing is getting this uh, beacon built. And they this were talking about like things. I don't know how she keeps track of the galaxies. That's one of her things. She also has two other things that she really likes as well. Explain uh, the targons. She's got these two pet targons, which are giant cats. Targon, take me yeah. away. Yeah, Matari and Voru. And Voru. Yeah. Do you know what a targon is? I don't. So if you've ever seen Thundercats. Um, Targons are much like the humanoid cats on Thundercats, and she is keeping them... No, that's not true. I was, I was about to say, wait a minute, what? <laughs> no, they're giant cats. Yeah, they are. That's Chitara. And tufted ears. So look, think about He-Man. And, they're kind of... I think of... Cat. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's that's yeah. a good... I wasn't sure where you're going. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> We're thinking about He-Man. You know, think you, about He-Man. You, you can, that, I that, have that, the power. That, let, me, let me tell you, that guy is all over the place. Are we talking about Cringer or Battle Cat? We're talking about both. She has two. 
Oh, yeah. She's got two. And we don't know their personality, so we'll assume one is like Cringer and one is like Battle Cat. Yeehaw! I, I think they're just both like Battle Cat. They're, I mean, they are big. I think so, too. That's what it sounds they, like. They're big, imposing. I mean, it, that's what it reads like. Well-trained cats. Did we She's, read the same book? <laughs> I don't remember this. Did you they, miss that? Yeah. I don't know. I must they talk. They don't. I mean, they they talk about it, but they don't really. I mean, eh. they mention it a lot because they're always doing stuff when she's around because they follow her around wherever she goes. Yes. And then they ate this one senator. They <laughs> yeah. <say> that. Okay. <laughs> we include fake spoilers as well. You won't know <laughs> what you're going to get. So, anything else about the chancellor? Because you also put senators. Um, no, the senators. Uh, you know, we meet a few. The senators are. It's interesting to have the senators. I think they did a really good job with the senators here. And the only thing that I wanted to bring up was that there's obviously still corruption within a government. There are still, you know, obviously, and, and senators, of course, are going to push toward what's going to give them the best opportunity. Um, and we kind of see that, but we see a bit more cooperation out of senators than we do in in future eras of the of the republic um so they they still hold they still hold a realistic expectation of senators no um i don't know if expectations uh, is the proper word there um because some of it's unfortunate but they they obviously do well enough with with her and you know following yeah. On her uh, command, which is which is she good. She seems like a, a decent leader. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a good relationship there too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, she's trying really hard. Uh, well, yeah. she's unified the republic in a way that we have not really seen anywhere else. In fact, they've got, a, got motto. a mantra. Oh, yeah, that works. Too. Hey, oh, mantra, yeah, they, motto. Yeah, what do they always they do. say? Papa Bear. Uh, uh, we are all the republic. Mm-hmm. I kind of hey, say it like that, right? Yeah, they do. They, they usually are like, I, I, I think we could do it better if we all say it at the same time because it seems okay. like they always say it together, don't they? They say, yeah. all right, one, we, two, yeah. three. We, we are, are all, all the Republic. <laughs> yeah, it's not weird in 1984-ish at all. Um, <laughs> uh, what if we said it like Zero the Hut? I think we could have said it well, better. We are I mean, all the Republic. We are all the Republic. Oh, that was a better Zero than me. Really? I can I can do a better uh, Boba though. We are all the Republic. Yeah, hmm, hmm, hmm. he would never okay. ever ever say it. Um, we but are the we all the Republic. Oh, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know. That was a really. I was trying to do Jar Jar, but that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> that really was. I thought you were going for German. Um, <laughs> well, there we is a Jar and say, uh, "May the Force be with you." So yeah. Wait a minute. What? I think it's a Werner Herzog. We are all the Republic. One of the characters talks well, he like that. He won't say it for sure. <laughs> like Werner Herzog? Tiami. Tiami talks like that, that right? Tiami. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, so, so, yeah, anyway, they... that's um, it's a, it's a great little, it's a great little mantra. And it, it is. It works. It's, it's a positive piece. It is, this is one of those things, um, and it's actually kind of counter to what you were saying. It's, it doesn't seem cultish. It seems like a genuine. We are we are all connected and unified. It's together. it's like united we stand. Till it's all the same, are one. Same concept. We uh, say it all was, the time. Or... That was the Autobots. Uh, oh. Till all are one. Yeah. Um, 
I like yeah, it. I mean, it's all for one, one for all. It's yeah. it's a it's a unifying piece. It's not a. It doesn't seem like it's. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I'm because it's only in the books. You know, I, I keep thinking I'm a little surprised that it's not out there more. You know, like on the different social medias that I follow with Star Wars, there's not a whole lot of "We Are All the Republic" yet. Um, much in the like, this is the way from the Mandalorian, and I think it's just because it's in print. But I, yeah, yeah, I honestly think it's gonna it's gonna pick up more. For sure. We are all the Republic. We are all the Republic. I say it all the time online. People people see that. People like, say what? <laughs> all right, so <laughs> that's kind of like Zero the Hut. Where are we at? We're on the Jedi. What Jedi? All the Jedi. The Jedi. All the Jedi. So right. the Jedi at this time period, this is really interesting, again, to see the Jedi at a time where they are actually peacekeepers more than just soldiers. Ooh, ooh. We see them ooh. frequently in... Ceremonial garb. We see the oh, ceremonial yeah. word that, that Tim could I not use. an SAT word. Good job. <laughs> right. Yeah, yes. he's been studying. Yes, yes. Can I say who my favorite, <laughs> my favorite Jedi it's master great is? Great Storm, or what's wrong. that guy's name? Oh, no, I like him too. It's Logan the guy Storm. who does Logan what great he wants. Storm? It's Jedi Master Porter Angle. Porter yes. Angle. And do you know why? Why? Because of his nine egg stew. <laughs> and the thing about his nine egg stew is yeah. he'll only reveal to you five of the eggs. <laughs> and you can't, you got to catch them all. Um. <laughs> but there's four other eggs he doesn't, t- so like, are some of these eggs like the eggs that like baby Grogu was eating? Yeah, these so are probably species and they don't want to get accused of genocide. They're described as either rare or disgusting. And uh, that kind of covers the Grogu incident, right? Yeah, I love I both him. rare and disgusting. <laughs> um, he was a gosh, that was a that was a great addition to this book. His whole little mini story and who he was was awesome. I feel like the characters awesome. are more dynamic in in this yes. story as far as the Jedi's because they're not as they seem to have more personality than like in. The, the, the prequels. That was specifically stated by the author. Actually, by I think it was... I'm pretty sure it was this author. But he was talking about everyone um, and saying that they, the authors who were all... You know, they were they were talking to each other during this process. Were working to make more well-rounded Jedi. Well, um, just, just tell you they who they are. They certainly seem less dogmatic at this point in history. Well, and I think um, part of that is that we don't get to know enough of them in the prequels. Like, we see who they are, and we watch them do stuff, but uh, look at Clone um, Wars. I mean, you most, get to know... Look at who Plo Koon is. Plo Koon is so much more than he seems uh, he like is in awesome. the movie. You yeah. know, when you get to know him a little more. And they Gotta jump into it right away. Now. They're like, you are going to know them. Um, yeah. And oh, this is... The the other thing I want to talk about is this and this these two books I've read. Is, don't uh, talk about the second book yet. Well, I'm not, but I mean... There's definitely there's a lot of these Jedi's out there, and you're gonna grow attached to them. And some of them are gonna go Game of Thrones style, and like this book goes Game of Thrones style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you 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 might like somebody, and then they'll put a lot of time investing you into that character, and then skaboosh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they they definitely have some have some loss in this. Uh, yeah. Wait, um, wait, actually, wait, wait, which... wait. I got one thing to add. Pineapple juice. So pineapple juice is over. All right, we're we're recording. If you didn't know, yeah, we are. Um, 
So uh, there's a lot of stuff going on here that really kind of. Uh, well, I'll be honest. It it they're already starting on cleaning up some of the stuff in the sequel trilogy. Uh, it's really cool. And if you if you read this book, you'll see it when you get there. But there are certain aspects of who and what the Jedi are in the sequel trilogy that are actually kind of cleaned up in this book, um, which I found interesting. They were just they, and they were all small, mm-hmm. subtle pieces that they added in. Um, For to, example, hmm? what's an example? Um, they were talking about. I'm trying to remember. I, I had them on here. I had. I had written down, and I can't find where I wrote the specific pieces of what they said. Um, well, one, and this isn't necessarily related to that, but there was one in particular that just kind of uh, cemented the, the light side and attachments. Um, and it's an Avar Chris. Avar Chris is one of the Jedi Masters we get to know very well. In fact, she's she's throughout this story. She's... Oh, I don't know if, I, I, she's probably the main character, but there's not a main character into this book. Like, there's not a person that's that's the main character. But she's yeah, one that, thing, that, that's one of the hard things about the book. I think is there's so many characters. Yep. Yeah, there are a lot of different side pieces, and it, it might be that this book reads just fine, but but audio is a little different. I don't know if if, if that made a difference. Um, but she says. Uh, she says, remove emotion and focus. You are needed. Because um, she was getting stressed out about something and about, you know, loss and other things. And she just says, you know, you are needed. You are needed. Um, we are the Republic. And I, I like that. Like, I just liked that that little bit. Gosh, I wrote this thing down. I've got so many notes on this book. Well, this I'm going to go off right. of what Papa... Well, did you find it? No, no, go ahead. That's I'm going to go off what Papa Bear said. I, This probably should have been... A lot longer, this book, um, and maybe even multiple books, because I also, because there is not one clear protagonist, um, there is one clear antagonist, but um, I got confused with all the characters, um, I got some of the characters you know, confused in my mind who they were, I lose track of the names, um, if there had been a story about a Jedi, and maybe a Padawan, and then, you know... I- I, th- I think the main Padawan that this story is going to follow is is Bell Zetafar. Yeah, I do too. It so. depends on it depends on which book you're in, though, because the other books are different. The uh, the one for the slightly younger novel. Tim is like slowly is, walking away from us. The one, for, what are you talking about right here? There he is. Yeah, the one for the slightly younger y- novel follows a, a female Padawan, and I don't quite remember her well, name. Well, we're talking about these books. It just seems like Bell has got the most opportunity to grow throughout time. He does. And he's got a great teacher in Loden Greatstorm. I love Loden Greatstorm. And, and what I is Loden Greatstorm Great trying to teach Bell? How to stop from large, long falls. Parachuting. Yeah, basically. Who, where, where, has that ever happened that we know of? Like, has anybody ever fallen out a window? Yeah, well, they do it all the time. <laughs> uh, Mace Window did. Uh, well. <laughs> Mace Window. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, just now. Uh, uh, Mace Window. Did, did you write that down? Did you just think of no, that? No, just right off the top of my head, buddy. Oh, man, Mace Window. Mace Window. Uh, um, yeah, he's trying to teach him how to survive long falls, and he can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> he, can't, he just can't do it. But his master keeps pushing him off really tall things. I thought that was hilarious. I, I, th- I, th- yeah, I love that part of 
uh, of the story. It's just <laughs> yeah. I was chuckling to myself about that. So who's the Jedi who they? Uh, oh, um, the Jedi you just mentioned. What's her name? Avar Chris. Chris. She. I do love that she. I think it's her. Through her character, we learn a lot about how Jedi process the Force. Because isn't she the one who says she sees it as music, or one of them sees it as music? She is. All right. Um, so we're gonna do this. And right I do now. love that aspect. Oh, she, of she book. sees it as light, I believe. No, she's the she? song. She hears. She hears, she hears the, the music? song of the Force. Okay. Um, so, so this is a lot of insight into how different Jedi. Yeah, and, yeah. and they discuss that in the book, Interact like the different how they yep. see it, and she I've like actually, broadcasts that out. I've actually I've written them all yep. right here. So you ready for it? Go, yeah. go, do for it. Um, there's one Jedi because I didn't read it and I listened. I could not pick up the pronunciation. I don't know which Jedi it is. It's the third one on my list. But um, the Jedi feel and see the Force differently, <clears throat> and it's really cool. As you listen to this list, for any of the listeners out there who have not read the book, if you're just trying to get ahead, um, think about the similarities and differences in each of these different pieces or, or methods. <clears throat> so Avar Chris hears the song of the Force. Everything is, is through a song. She yep. identifies at one point with a lightsaber and, and listens to the song of the lightsaber through the Force, which is awesome. Um, Elzar yeah. Mann sees the Force as a deep, endless, storm-tossed sea. Yeah. Um, which seems <laughs> completely the opposite of the way you feel when you say the Song of the Force. Um, now, the Song of the Force could be a metal song, but it seems the opposite <laughs> when I hear those words. Um, this was the one that I, I couldn't pick it out. It sounded like Yaga or Yoga or Yaga or something. I couldn't not figure out this, this Jedi's name. Um, but this Jedi sees it as a single leaf on a gigantic tree with deep dug roots and sky-high limbs. Which is a very Hindu um, description, by yeah. the way. Yeah, life force well, for the Hindu and Buddhists, there were all leaves on a, a singular tree. And if I had to guess, I would say that a lot of these come from different things like that. Yeah. Um, they say that, I think his name is Douglas, Sunvale saw a huge interlocked set of gears made of an endless variety of materials from crystals to bone. Did you say there's a Jedi named Douglas? I think they said Douglas. So, again, this is the problem with the audio. And there's book. Steve. <laughs> oh, Steve. And there's Jedi Brian. Um, Douglas Sunvale. I'm right. Douglas. Okay. Yeah. Way to go, Douglas. He's a Jedi master. Went to high school um, with that kid. Everybody yeah. calls him Doug. That's right. I call him Dougie. Dougie. That's right. Um, we have Zetafar. Zetafar. Which is, is Bell. Bell Zetafar danced with fire. Uh, while his master, Loden Greatstorm, uh, danced with wind. Yeah. Um, and then I she danced says, with wolves. That's right. And uh, uh, as she... <laughs> as she, So Avar Chris is going through all of this. Like there, She has a, a special force ability that allows her to... Connect. To fully connect amplify. with the Jedi yep. and connect other Jedi to each other yep. in, in like a huge network of, of mind force connection. Like it's, it's, I don't even know if I can do it justice because I'm not it's, a. It's like a superpower. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's an awesome way they go through Her it. Her power is to connect and amplify the power of the other Jedi. Yeah. And then she thinks all of the Jedi were the force and the force was all of them. 
Um, yeah. So it's just a cool connection, and the way they're experiencing and going through the Force, that opened it up a lot. Um, and just that the Jedi are different, well, and they have to be. And, yeah. and it really kind of shares that, which was this phenomenal. takes us into the story. I know you want to talk about the Nihil, but we should probably talk about how the story begins. Um, because, yeah, it begins with this system, um, basically uh, objects drop out of hyperspace and are bombarding this uh, the system. Um, and some of the pieces... Well, that's not where it starts. Well, it starts with the legacy run. Oh, uh, yeah, that lady who is like a former Marine or former Navy captain running a freighter yeah. now. Yeah, former pilot. She's and, flying. Yeah, this, this right off the bat, this book is brutal. It is brutal. It Be- starts off so <laughs> light and easy and... Did not expect this, that. It's going to be a collision strong, in hyperspace, which is impossible. Lady. That can't happen, Papa Bear. It can't, but it did. It did. Almost. And, yeah, well, so... Yeah, uh, I don't know about y'all, but she's like, "Oh, there's no way we can survive this." But what if I do that? And I'm, I'm thinking it's Star Wars. They're gonna figure out a way. They don't. The, the ability to pilot this ship is irrelevant. Is irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is the part that's. Uh... <laughs> This is this is the part that was truly tragic. It wasn't the it wasn't the destruction of the ship. They wrote the destruction of the ship in a really tragic way. Yeah. So this this captain was transporting people out to to Starlight Beacon. Yeah. Um, and she got to know the people. I mean, there were I think there were thousands of people on this ship. It's a big she colony ship. Yeah. Of them. Even some of them that were you know considered lowly or whatever. I don't know whatever phrase you want to use, but like there were yeah. kids that would get in trouble and stuff, and she knew them and talked to them and. They took yeah. you through the time to, to get to know them, and she you know, had conversations with them and all these things, and then this emergency happened. They saw something in the middle of the hyperspace lane. They couldn't identify it. Well, let's, um, can, let's talk about what kind of ship this is. This is like a modular freighter. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those big ships you know, that you see like transporting uh, you know, on Earth that uh, is like all the different cargo bins. Yeah. But imagine that a much larger and breaking much, apart. Much larger. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and the interesting thing about it, we we find this out. This is I'm jumping ahead in the story here. But we find we out should because for the sake of time, this is going to turn into a well, the, very I long think episode. Sto- and we talked about this when when you took your break. Um, yeah. We need to talk a lot about the Jedi. We need to talk a lot about the Nihil. The story itself, I think, is 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 pretty compact. Right on. I think we can tell the story itself in a in a relatively compact fashion. Okay. So, that's where I was um, compact it going. So one of the big things that's happening here, and we don't actually find out, but it is a, she she goes to maneuver it, as they said, um, and we never, at first we don't actually find out what happens. We think that it collides or something busts apart or something happens. Really what happens is the ship just rips itself apart in hyperspace yeah. because she tries to do a maneuver in hyperspace and, and she just can't. No. Um, it's it's not. Yeah, a, she's trying a to avoid the collision, and she There's rips the ship apart. She does the yeah. only thing she can do, but there was there was nothing she could do at this point. Which, no. Which again, I really liked because it actually put some of the, it put some of the sci-fi into the Star Wars fantasy. You know, like it did. She was like, I can do this. We'll just we'll just go this way. And somebody in the background was like, Well, don't don't do that. <laughs> but she, <laughs> I don't remember who. I wish I knew that one's name. But that was basically what I got out. It was like, No, 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 don't do that. 
But she did it, and the, and the ship just rips itself apart in hyperspace. Well, um, I mean, it was she. She was had a choice: either do that or just run into the object and get blown up. Right. I mean, I get, you know, I get it. I mean, but like that's the that's you gotta try you know, in that situation. Yeah, you can you can catch twenty one of them, or you can catch all twenty two. Um, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. So Legacy Run gets torn apart. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, the whole beginning of this book is really tragic because then they talk about these people at a listening outpost. And, again, it's the, the guy's thinking about when he gets off duty because he wants to contact this girl he likes and how he doesn't really get along with his um, supervisor and his supervisor doesn't you, seem you that. You got the Catch-22 reference there, right? What do you mean? I don't think I did. Well, I said she could either catch all 21 or she could catch uh, Catch-22. You know, like she can't. Oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah, I love the book. Um, it was a Catch-22. Right, uh, anyway. Uh, what's that guy's name? Heller wrote the book. Uh, I was trying to remember the main character's name and catch me too. I love that book. But anyway, um, right, hurry up and get the story started because we yeah. Can talk the, about so Jedi. the guy's like, oh my gosh, we all of a sudden these things come out of hyperspace and they're like, what do we do? We need to abandon ship because it's going to hit us. And the the supervisor who he described as kind of being lackadaisical is like, yeah, but we have to send a distress signal first. So that was on a yeah that was on a, a survey. Station. Yeah, and and they send the distress signal and then they're obliterated. So and again, is, it's like holy cow! This book yeah. starts off just wow. That was the very end of I think that was the end of chapter two or was that the end of chapter one? Was that the prologue was the first I part? Don't know, but it was very early on. I know that. Yeah, I think that was the end of <laughs> yep. chapter two. But either way, it it was the first two chapters that ended that way, which yeah. is wild. And that one. I really like the way they wrote this chapter, and this is one of the specific things I wanted to talk about um, in in these two characters. So there were the two, there was the, the kind of the supervisor and then the one that actually like did all the work. And the one that did all the work was frustrated and mad that they were doing everything. The supervisor just kind of walked around and didn't do anything on this, didn't help, didn't understand the new technology that was being used, and couldn't help. Yeah, it was, like it was just, just typical this... office space stuff. <laughs> yes. However... Yep. <laughs> When their job came like to it, this is what I found interesting, because, well, in recent stories you get a lot of the you know, um, the the lowly worker is the hero and the you know management is bad and evil or whatever. Yeah. And you started to kind of feel that, but then all of a sudden something terrible happened, and this character was like, uh, you also didn't mention this character was like just describing how he was getting ready to go see the love of his life. And pick her up and take her out to a nice place. Oh, oh yeah, you totally get this big buy-in to this character, and then you're like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> and then he's just gone. Um, but the other part was the supervisor, where the supervisor all of a sudden was like, "We can't just leave. We have to tell everyone." And the supervisor was the one that that activated that signal and actually stepped up, and because the other one was in a panic, and the supervisor stepped up and and did what was truly necessary of their job, um, which I liked the. The, the conflict and contradiction in what we expected their characters to do and be. Yeah. yeah. And the supervisor still handled it the, the best way that it yeah, could they, be handled. They, they couldn't do anything, but they... Risked yeah. and gave their lives to get this, uh, the signal right. out. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool that they actually played both yep. of those characters in... In both directions, it was, I agree. It was a neat, a neat writing tactic. So, is this system the Hetzel system? This is Hetzel. Yeah, this is the Hetzel system. Okay, so we know some of the debris is heading towards the planet, some of the debris is just heading out throughout the system, um, and ultimately we find out one of the big 
pieces heading towards the sun, there will there's star. Um, not the sun, obviously, because that's the Earth system. Um, the Hetzel star? I don't know. Did you now want to go back and talk about the, the bad guys, or... We're Can still you... on the Jedi. You jumped us way ahead. Uh, well, yeah, because time. <laughs> well, yeah, we still need to talk about the Jedi and the Nihil. That's why the... That's Ta- why tell the, me the about the Jedi, there. Tim. Um... And and this will this there's a lot of what you there's a lot of Jedi. Yeah, that's in this that's why it's kind of like I don't know if we have time to go over them all. Not all of them, but there are some that are are definitely twenty one or twenty talking about. And one of the big ones, and we've we've mentioned him a few times, but didn't say anything about him, um, was Loden Greatstorm. Love him. So Loden Greatstorm is a Twilic. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. Um, has a yellow lightsaber. Has a yellow lightsaber. So we still see that in circulation back then. Loden Greatstorm is. Is especially for a Twilic, he's unbelievably calm and collected. Yeah, he um, is. And even for a Jedi, very calm, very collected. I like there him. was one situation during the evacuation of the planet where they see a, a mob of people trying to break into um, kind of a complex, but it's basically a rich person's house. Yeah. And they have their own ship to leave. And they're trying to get off. And there are guards there planet, saying, yeah. nope, anybody tries to come through the door, we're going to shoot you with our blasters. And they walk up, and immediately the guards are are, um, are are attacking, not attacking them, but they're aggressive toward them, um, saying, nope, not my problem, you can't come in, they can't come in, this is for the people that live here, that's it. And Bell, who is Loden's um, Padawan, immediately kind of reaches for his lightsaber, you know, and right away you get Loden goes, there are no lightsabers necessary here. And one of the things from Bell's point of view that he always says about Loden is that 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 uh, funny spark in his voice. He always says there's always something. He's always smiling. There's always a tone of a smile behind everything he says, even when he's reprimanding me for failing at something or doing something wrong. Um, and he really talks about that a lot. And he just says, you know, he's always kind of kind of cheerful. Even when he's teaching or when he's interacting with other people. And he said it when he was interacting with these guards. He said he still had that common, you know, that common joviality about him. Just Ooh. always there. Um, so then a, a little he's in later. in every man Jedi. Yeah. So a little later on, um, these marauders show up and just start shooting people in the crowd. Yeah, they do. And they jump up onto the wall freaks the captain or captain of the guard or whatever out which is funny um and they're you know they're watching and ready and then these marauders show up and this was one of the great things that i loved it said uh and i've got the quote here it says sabers loden greatstorm said giving the command the smile in his voice was gone which you know takes it to two different places you know he keeps himself light-hearted but there's nothing lighthearted for him about having to go and use his lightsaber. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like Obi Wan in this. Yeah, he does not want to use his lightsaber if he yeah. doesn't have to. Um, and I, I think that they wrote this character in a really, really strong and powerful way, and I just liked that. Um, and they did with a lot of the Jedi, but like uh, Papa Bear said, Bell seems to be one of the main Padawans that we're following through here. So we get a lot about Loden Greatstorm through Bell, and yeah. this was um, this was one of the big ones. That we saw. So Avar, Bell, there are some others that are definitely worth um, reading and talking about. We can talk about others if you'd like to. 
Um, I've only got one more major piece about... Um, I'm sorry, two more major pieces about the Jedi, and they're both from Bell's point of view, when you guys have... Well, we should talk well, about how they basically... When they identified that these pieces are heading towards, you know, places where they can destroy people, um, one of the pieces is heading towards the sun, and it has a cargo that if it gets in touch with the oh, sun, yeah, is basically going to... story. All right, keep going. Going to supernova the sun. So, uh, what's her name again? Chris. Avar Chris. Chris uses Avar her Chris. Jedi power to unite all the Jedi, including Jedi on Coruscant, including Master Yoda. And his younglings. And his younglings. And they all use the Force to uh, move this uh, object that is flying through space. And it actually costs some of the Jedi their lives. They, they die from exhaustion. Um, and that's kind of a fascinating thing. So we see some of the Jedi basically, you know, lay down, lay down their lives in defense of this planet. Um, and we also see it in a, basically a peace-like setting. So we'll find out in the story that this was, uh, kind of a plan, like, this was caused by the, the bad guys. But if this had been like a natural disaster type thing, this does seem like what the Jedi are doing in peacetime. Um, and disaster. still yeah. risking their lives. Um, but we find out, like, like I said, that there are nefarious people at work here. Yeah. And this was, this was huge. Um, the biggest thing here, and, and what you're saying is, is what I'm talking about. That's, this was a gigantic, um, feat. And it was really interesting to see them say, look, the, the Jedi can, yes, we can move an object, but the concept of moving something, moving it almost light speed everything that you know this stuff was just dropping out of hyperspace and moving at almost the speed of light yeah for them to shift this thing enough to make the difference um and actually the first time they tried it it moved but didn't move enough so yeah. it was uh oh it was, it was uh taban i guess wasn't it yeah yeah it was yeah well you think um, it was from they, bespin they mine on uh, bespin, bespin yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was Maybe. really cool that they, they all worked together, that she, she spread this link so far that other Jedi were involved. That was an awesome tie-in. Um, again, the mention of Yoda, like Yoda was involved. They talk about Yoda again very briefly, like, oh, yeah, Yoda, Master, even Master Yoda was there, but, you know, he's currently just training younglings. He's actually taken a... Like he's taking like a sabbatical. Yeah, he's like, taking a sabbatical he, on his. Was he on like a field trip with the younglings? Yeah, with, like he's just yeah. like I'm taking a break from the council right now, which is cool because I think it's a good way. Yoda's a little bit younger. He's having some fun. Maybe um, he was taking the Yoda, the younglings to get lightsabers. He's yeah, whatever it is. He's just he's off the council for a bit, and I'm like, this is this is so great. Um, and that's all we get out of Yoda, which is which is good yeah. because we don't want it to be a Yoda story here. That's not what the story they're telling. So they yeah. did a good job with that. Um, but yeah, then they then they sacrifice some. Um, oh yeah, was, during this was, during this time they're trying to make save the day. Yeah, and, the three, and their Jedi I think all are three just that were in the vectors at the time of this. I think those are the three that 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 died. Well, there are others who were just like falling off of stuff and falling oh, to their right, death because yeah. they were concentrating and yeah. there's a whole bunch of just like horrible deaths because they were tr focusing so much and they I just like passed one, out and like fell to their death one, or whatever. there was one that <laughs> fell and would have gone over a cliff but they they had just who was that one of the jedi was on hetzel and they were near a bunch of people and they they had to stop and help 
and they lost it and fell, but I think the people caught him. Well, bottom line, this is how the story starts, is we see the power yeah. of the Jedi United, um, but now we should probably talk about the bad guys. Oh, I, I mean, still have the two pieces that I wanted to say before. Well, go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so this is just in the in the, the feelings of the Force, and I mean, if it's Force stuff, I'm going to talk about it. This is yeah. important. Um, talk about one it. of the lines that Bell said here that I loved was, the Jedi's lightsabers would not save Hetzel. Oh, this might have been Avar. Whoever said it. The Jedi's lightsabers would not save Hetzel. It would be the Jedi themselves. And I really like that because it, it's it's what you were kind of talking about in the, you know, the Jedi are the are the, the force working through not a combat style. It's just they're there as protectors. Yeah. Um, not just keepers of the peace, but protectors of the people. And I think that's important. We've talked about that with Ahsoka. Um, the other one that was really cool was when there was something wrong and they were trying to, to reason out what it was. And this was Bell. He said that there was a knot of tension, a conflict. No, this might have been Avar again, too. <laughs> Whoever it was. Um, a knot of tension, a conflict, a question, a feeling of things not being as they should. That's right. A sense of injustice. Hmm. And then later on they say if there was injustice out there, they would bring justice. The Jedi were justice. So it's just a... It just tells you how they're communicating with the Force, how they're reading the Force, and how they view themselves. And I thought they did a really, really, really good job of that. The only thing about the Jedi we haven't discussed yet, and I'll let you talk about it if you want to, because it's really important, maybe more important than the stories themselves, are the Vectors. Yeah, I was going to talk about that at the end. Okay, um, let's do that at the end. Let's keep going then. Let's talk about Nihil real quick. Oh, oh, wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Did, did we talk about Elzar Man? Uh, that was the name I was trying to remember. I, I don't. Like, I don't think. I, I don't think we talked about Elzar Man because he's to. kind of like he seems to be the best, capable of having a bunch of new force powers. Yes. come out. Well, he, it's through like him. he researches them through himself. Yes. He he's a tinkerer. He he's, likes to experiment and try things out, and and he's not afraid to fail either. So well, he views the force as a deep, endless, storm-tossed sea. I know. I mean, it goes very deep. There are things to discover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he I, reminds I, me of Qui Gon because he's definitely not by the book. Um, I like him a lot. Um, and they say that they say he's, he he's controversial. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I really like his character a lot. What's his name again? Elzar Man. I th- Elzar Man. He is the man. That's all. I'll remember that. Because um, well, Douglas Man. When I when I first yeah. heard him and they first described him. Like as as far as his character, they didn't really describe what he looked like, and the first thing that came to mind was like the dude from Lebowski, and then they yes. described him. I'm like, this is not the dude. <laughs> like no. how he looks. <laughs> no, but he does have kind of that. Uh, he has that kind of uh, laid you back. Know, let's just see how things go. Kind of right. Let's, let's like, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So he he was he, he was another one. Seems more like kind of what I think Jedi should be. In a lot of ways, uh, again, he reminds me of Qui Gon. He's not married to tradition. Um, he's willing to look at new ideas. Um, of course, I guess the reason why the Jedi typically don't do that is because the fear of falling to the dark side. Because you know, th- there's all kinds of traps in that. Right. Um, but he's willing to, to you know, risk those traps. Well, we'll see where I he like goes. It. You know, <laughs> yeah, maybe he's going to end up being a dark Jedi or a gray Jedi. But he also has a history with Avar Chris. You know, they described him as having, you know, some him. kind of, uh, you know, Ugh. 
You know, Valentine's yeah. Day is on the way. What are you going to get Avar? Valentine's Day. <laughs> there was, there she was got the Darth that. Vader shirt that said, uh, I'm your daddy. Um, <laughs> there, was a, there was a bit of that with the Jedi that were, um, that were, that were tinkering on romantic yeah. interest. Well, They're again, wrong. I think back then We're the rules tinkering. weren't so rigid. Well, and we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. So but what the makes the Jedi so was... dogmatic over the next 200 years is the question. Okay. Well, we don't know if that's actually the case here or not either. Um, so there might be some, like... It could be the, the fault of the council, you know? Well, the yeah, dogmatic yeah. view just... and the top-down uh, organization structure. I don't know. Well, and it could just be connections to the Force. There's, there's also a possibility that that they... Did we lose one? Am I here? Oh, yeah. I'm here. Um, there's also some possibility that there's some uh, that there's a strength of connection in the Force that we can only interpret as romantic, and that these authors are able to show in a in a different way. But there's no other interpretation that we can understand, but but taking well, it as a romantic relationship. But, it's just a. But they they discuss they they oh, yeah, I mean no, they no, they hint they definitely hint at no, 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 like these the, two those relationships. Sure. But there were some others that were a little different. And um, activities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Okay, so uh, next thing. There's so much more room for activities. <laughs> so uh, are we moving on to the Nihil now? Do uh, it. Yeah. I mean, that was the last Jedi I really wanted to talk about that I can think yeah, of Yeah, yeah, and right I'm glad now. you brought him so up because I couldn't remember his name. Right. Yeah. The man. Elzar yeah. Man. Elzar. He's the man. All right, really so who are the Nihil? Is this any relation to Darth Nihilist? No, they're just they're just jerks. Tim, what does Nihil mean in Latin? Oh, I looked that up. These it, it means nothing. <laughs> what yeah. I, the vibe I That's... get from the 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 Nihil is like space Vikings. Ah, oh, and, yeah. and this was this was a screenplay I had written like many years ago about you space Vikings. Sc- yeah, screenplay. I wrote a oh, book of the series. You've written several screenplays. Yeah, I've I mean there them. was there was. Space Vikings, and there was the uh, Space Tank. And uh, space the, Alpha, Space... Uh, uh, Starfleet Alpha, yeah. Stalf- mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good there one. There was also, uh, you know, the subquest. So, I mean, let's, let's focus on the Nihil. Who is the Nihil? These are Space Vikings. I these feel like are. Space, they are hard And they believe in nothing, Lebowski, in nothing. <laughs> the Nihilists. Well, the Nihil in... are three teams. It's not of... fair. Thieves and marauders, and when I say teams, I'm talking about thousands of. They're uh, like clans, storms. Each. Yeah, storms, who are all united under one, um, essentially ruler called the Eye. The Eye, and uh, how do you spell that? I don't. I don't know. I was hoping it was A Y E, like I Captain. Hey. Um, hey. One one ruler. This particular ruler has has like people who serve him, like that that live on his ship. But he doesn't have any actual um, combatants at his beck and call, um, like the others who have these these essentially these three clans. Um, yeah. So these three clans, and they they go off on these different missions, and uh, they do so through a Santeca. Um, and the Santecas are from well, we we get to know one Santeca um, as a Santeca. traveler and explorer. He's got the map. Santeca. He to has Luke the Skywalker. Map to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so what they actually have, and it might They're actually space explain, explorers. Well, this might explain a little bit more about that map too. 
They have yeah. paths through hyperspace yeah. that are not the primary hyperspace lanes. That are not known or understood by the Republic. Yeah. Um, no. And they, they are using them through... The the weird thing is that they're using them through like this old woman who's a Santeca, who's like wrapped up this machine that's kind of... Yeah, they got her, her alive, in like a, like a medical pod. Yeah, it's... Keeping it's her alive and... Uh, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to... Th- oh, it was like... um. What was the Tom Cruise movie with the Top three? Gun. No, the three who could tell the future. <laughs> yeah, Top Gun. Oh, Minority Report. Minority Top Report. Top Gun. Was um, that it? Minority Report. Yes, yeah, Minority Report. Yeah, um, yeah so it's that kind of see like, the future or whatnot. Yeah, it's also the Dune Navigators and the Dune novels. Yeah, so yeah. they have some special connection to the. But she's. But they're like just. They're nothing but this. That's, what, yeah. that's why I thought of Minority Report, because they just live in that little pool, and they don't do anything the else. But, but so, what? so what the, the guildsmen in Dune, that's all they did was navigate through space. They lived in little tanks. Did they live in the tanks? Okay, I yeah, couldn't Yeah, breathing that. spice. Yeah, so same same concept. So yes, absolutely. The spice. The spice. The spice. All right, so yeah, so what's that guy's name? I forget his name. The I. You just said it. Um, Marshall Rowe. So I like this guy uh, as a bad guy. Yeah, I like this character a lot. He's a very he is, compelling bad he's guy. A, he's a classic Bond villain. He he is. He's like Thrawn. If Thrawn was more evil, um, I, I listened to the audiobook. I and did too. Did you? Um, his the voice of this guy. You know who he reminded me of was Crispin Glover. Uh, the guy uh, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, no. No, 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 no. Chris uh, from No, 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 from Back to the Future. Yes. Yeah, he is in that too. Yes, yes, yes. yes. from Back to the Future. Sure. He plays, uh, I'm your density. I mean, your destiny. I, I, like the whole time, he, I, thought, I was like, I thought it was Crispin Glover this doing is, the lines. This was the, this was the time for you to say, I'm your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he's his dad. It's always the time to say, I'm your daddy. Um, yeah, Chris, okay, that's an interesting take. So but I, I like this bad guy. Uh, he, I have the Nihil. Yeah, yeah. He does, One of the problems. He does like, oh man! Now that's all I'm gonna see when I hear it. <laughs> Next time you listen, density. I'm listening to it. I'm, I started listening to the book I mean, for a second time, and I'm just like, oh my god! Hello, it's Crispin Glover. Dude, that's the problem I'm having with the Thrawn audiobooks. Oh yeah. The I guy mean, who does the voice of Thrawn in the audiobooks yes. sounds like the drunk guy on Seinfeld. <laughs> who leaves his dog with Jerry? Um, he sounds just <laughs> like that guy. He, he sounds like a drunk Englishman. Um, and suddenly he pulls the lightsaber from his belt. Yeah, like, a, I mean, that happens all the time. dude. That happens anyway, all the time in these Star Wars uh, audio books. problem so. with audiobooks. Sometimes they don't nail the, the reading. Um, anyway, so the Nihil are these three groups called Storms, uh, loosely led by the Eye, but we know that the Eye has basically started setting it up so that he can consolidate power under himself, which when you're talking like Papa Bear, good description with the Vikings, so imagine someone trying to unite a group as, you know, as willful as the Vikings, or they also kind of remind me of the Mongolian hordes. Um, yeah, so this guy Whoa, has Mongolian to be... Mongolian hordes? Pretty, I yeah, just, I pretty just cunning rid, to do I, this. I just read Tsushima of the Mongolian Hordes. Well, very good. Mm. I haven't finished it yet. But yeah, so this guy has to be pretty cunning in order to uh, 
to do this, and he does it by undermining the leaders of the different storm, the three different storms. And I like those stories. Um, honestly, pits, pits them against each other. I didn't get into this book until we got to the Nihil. Um, I found Ooh, the no, first I'm part. Than you there, but all right, keep yeah, I, I found it just it was too fast paced. I didn't know who anyone was. Um, I just felt like it was jump. It, it felt very scattered. It was jumping from one thing to another, one thing to another, and then all of a sudden we get to the Nihil and we find out that these are the guys manipulating uh, um, hyperspace lanes, and they're the reason why that ship fell out of hyperspace, and therefore they're a kind of a latent threat to the Republic and to the galaxy in general because of yeah. their ability to manipulate the hyperspace lanes. Yeah, it um, makes a big difference. I want to say something real quick about the chaos. Do it. I think there's a, and, and I, I don't know if it was written this way on purpose, but I feel like that chaos is is existing in the reading to make you feel the chaos of the situation. Because they were all over the place trying to understand what was going on. I think that there was a, there, I feel like there's a relationship there of the stress of reading the story and the chaos and, and trying to fit all these pieces together while the characters are actually living through having no idea what was going on. Maybe. But that's I don't how know. I, that's how I interpreted it. That's my inter hey, you know, I'm a I'm an optimistic uh Yeah you are. You think Rian Johnson's gonna bring us something nice. Um or is it Ryan? Um I what are we talking Nihil. about? So the Nihil. Anything else we want to say about it? Well um, I guess now we can get back to the story. They're pretty ruthless. I do like they wear yeah, masks. ruthless. Well, they wear we masks talk... to intimidate and to protect them from gas. They gas They people. use poison weapons. Oh, my gosh. They're, they they're a lot. They, do. they like drugs. The they love the drugs. Yeah. Smash they do. bulbs. They, yeah, they and do. Yeah. What, what is the music they listen to? They like this some, oh, man, some I forgot. Some sort of space metal. Yeah, but it's made from the like wrecked remain. All the music is made from the wreck, wreckage of starfighters and stuff. Or... Yeah, and yeah. I, I like at one point the guy goes, and I was so focused, I didn't even have music playing on the bridge. And I'm like, <laughs> I always have music playing on the bridge. But I, <laughs> like, I was like, I get that. I understand what this guy's saying. Like, I relate to that. <sighs> That was one of my favorite parts. He's like, he did. He didn't even have the music playing at the time. They drink from the skulls of their fallen enemies, type thing. Is what's going on here? Yeah, it's you know, pillaging and then partying. Well, that's, that's what yeah. they did, and they, and they had ruthless... to keep pillaging because they kept spending all their money yep. on the stuff for the parties. Like that was, yeah. and they, they have know. a very ruthless system. It's um, you know, where the basically. Rule of three. Okay. If you're strong enough to, uh, you know, kill or outdo your leader, then you become the new leader is kind of seems to be their way of doing business. And they do have a very strict hierarchy. I can't remember the names, but like within each storm, there's these subunits and they have leaders. And do you remember them? Yeah, Storms and that clouds. Like I, and... Yeah, like I didn't. It was kind of weird. This is one of the things. And, and this is where I was kind of, I guess, opposite of Jim. I didn't care. What their hierarchy was called? <laughs> like, I liked it. I, I liked, mean, I liked it. Hill it was fine. I, but Jim, Jim is really attached to the chain of command. He's a big fan of it. <laughs> That's why he liked the terror. The first season of the terror so much. It was uh, yeah. all about the chain of command. <laughs> but I, I and I I like that. What? But I I didn't as they were saying that and it might have just been where it was in the story. All right, the whole Hetzel Prime thing took nineteen chapters, I think. Um, strikes. That's the other one. Strikes. The strikes. strikes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So you had all this stuff, but I was like, I, like I tried to follow along with what they were, but then when he started getting into so later storms, on, storms, clouds, and strikes. He's like, we are not going to be a storm, and then he's like, we are the storm, and I was like, wait, I thought the storms were the little groups, and I was like, that's where it lost me. Um, yeah, too many, and then they did drugs and attacked people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Nihil. So one of the missions that they end up doing. This is what I mean by this story is kind of all over the place, meaning the book is. So it starts with uh, an entire system at risk because a ship broke up in hyperspace. And then all of a sudden we're, you know, with the Nihil, they're partying, and they decide to, one group decides to go kidnap a family, even though they're supposed to be laying low. Um, and the, so that story is fascinating. Um, and the family, now the story is really cool with the, when, when the Jedi get involved, but the... The fact that they went after this family, but they don't tell you why, except that they have rich relatives. Yeah, they say ransom. They're going to ransom them. Well, I guess them. That, that's all it is, but it was just was like... That, I, that was like was one of the, the... Like, the, he wasn't... Martian Rowe wasn't giving out all the uh, all the roots like he normally did. He was like, we're, we're going to lay low. Yeah. But then he hands out a couple of roots to him. We didn't even talk about Lorna D. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Why do you name the ship after yourself? Yeah, the, so I mean, she's, like, she's the leader <laughs> of one of the three storms. So yeah, yeah. she's one of the three top dogs in right. the, the Nihil. Um, yeah, and she well, did and name the, her ship after herself. <laughs> I thought I was that was like, hilarious. Yeah, but she's not even the one who gets caught for like... Uh, I would name my <laughs> ship the gym because that way I could tell everyone, hey, I went to the gym today. I went to yeah. the gym today, yeah. <laughs> um, you spelled it wrong. I'm Jim. <laughs> no, I, I spell my name G-Y-M. Oh. I'm Jim. This anyway. was one of the big. Um, this was one of the big things that kind of threw me because they were in the middle of talking about the Santeca family. Santeca. That they had one of the Santecas. Santeca. The Republic was searching for the Santecas Santeca. because the Santecas know about hyperspace. Santeca. And in the middle of all this, they're going Say after some family. And I was like, Oh no, the Nihil are going after the Santecas. Like Santeca. in my mind, that's the story that I heard. No. And then they weren't going but, after the no, they weren't. It was just some random family. And some that's rich what family. Me. I was like, some rich oh, family. They, were they just put gonna... up a heck of a fight, too, by the way. They wanted really a rustic cool. existence out in the middle of nowhere yeah, with no so protection. So they were easy pickings. We get to see the uh, the Jedi in a you know more protector sort of role here because this family gets attacked by the Nihil. Um, they get kidnapped. The Jedi respond. And we see basically how the Jedi deal with the Nihil who, here. Who tips them? Who tips the Jedi off? Well, there's a kid who one of the kids tries no, to radio Crispin the locals. Glover. <laughs> Crispin Glover tips him off. Yeah, he does. Um, that was insane. <laughs> that was insane. I was like, wait, Marcian Rowe. That was who was he talking to? Was he talking to Loden when he said that? Wasn't uh, it? He was talking to one of the Jedi's. He was like, "Hey, well, who you gets, know, who I'm Kristen Glover. There's this family way out, you know. Isn't past it Logan Station? Glover? <laughs> all right, let's jump all the way to the to this capture, and we'll come back to how he gets captured. But this is, I think, an important part of who they are, who, how how nasty the Nihil are, and how nasty Marshawn Rowe is. Um, isn't it Loden that gets captured? Am I remembering that wrong? He does. Great storm. He does yeah. get captured. Yeah. He's the one that gets captured. He is in a prison cell. Yeah, he that is. is. That is made up of. That's uh, the end. Block we were going to talk about is, this at the end. Why? This is the Nihil. Okay. No, you want to wait? No, that's fine. 
Okay. So uh, we're, we're ending the book. So this rescue attempt goes kind of badly. Well, we didn't say we're ending the book. Okay. Well, then we got other things to talk about. Plus, we're like an hour and a half into this podcast. We might need a part two. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. So, yeah. It goes ca- so, bottom line is he gets captured. He gets captured because he's saving people. And they. Yeah. it's a really... The, the heroic efforts of the Jedi are, again... Uh, above and beyond, like it's yeah. it's phenomenal to see them. They are not like I'm the Force and I, everyone's below me. They're like I'm the Force and I belong to everyone. I have yeah, to I'm here them. to help people. They're really noble. Like they are. They are the what Republic. We expect King Arthur's knights to be <clears throat> very hey, good. I like hey, that. We are all the Republic, but we are all you know, the Republic. who who are we? We are all the Republic. Um, no, who are we? We we are the Nihil. Hey, we what are, do we ride? All, the wind. The, the storm. Or the storm. Oh. And we who guides us? The eye. the eye. The Republic. How about this one? That's their motto. This yeah. is so they redlining. have their Papa, motto. Papa Bear, Wait. you're redlining. I'm very excited. Let me, yeah, very excited. Let me, let me I have another one for you. Ready for this? Bit. I'm going to no. go all the way back to chapter three. We are all of the same crop. We are hardy stock. We are all Hetzel. We are all the Republic. Yes. That was a line too. All right. Yeah, it is. So he, this the to show how how kind of nasty they are and how nasty they're going to be because this is how the book ends. As as Jim said, um, they capture him and he's in a prison block of nine cells. I think they said. And oh, I'm sorry, it was, it was ten cells, but only one of them. They're all designed for one person. Yeah. The Jedi. Yeah. There this are is nine cells up. with just just people. They're just people in these cells. They don't What's mean the point of having them. those people then, Tim? They are there to be at random times shocked and electrocuted and tortured. basically tortured. Yeah. Why? So that the Jedi Bargaining chips. <laughs> will experience its severe pain and yeah. anguish through the Force, through them, so he can't break out. This is a messed up trap, Jedi um, trap. He, and, and he also gets shocked at random intervals. Yeah. So, to, to, to summarize what Tim's saying, because I thought it was clear. But yeah, create enough pain and suffering in the locale of the Jedi that he can't get through it mentally with the Force. Until he taps into the dark side, which is, I think, going to happen. Like, so we got, yeah, I was going to ask you where you thought this was going. So I, think, I guess. I mean, I think he's going to create dark side by, by default. Like his yeah. two options. I don't think it's going to be like, like Loden Grace decides option to here. go dark side. But I feel like. What's the name of the next book? Into the Dark. Or the, book, the final book, rather. I don't know if it's the final book, but it's the one. No, the read. book after Into the Dark. I'll look it up. But um... All right, anyway, so I'll answer my part of it while you do that. Um, the Rising Storm. <gasps> the Rising what? Storm. The Rising nice. Storm? Yeah, by Kevin And what's Scott. this guy's name? Uh, Great Storm. The guy in the cell is named Great Storm, and the last book is called The Rising Storm. Yeah, where he rises to power. I wonder if I'm going um... anywhere with this. <laughs> So I Come see on. two potential outcomes. One is yours. I guess, are you saying that you think he might end up going dark side with this? So, so what I'm saying is this is a, this is a prison that's designed to, to subdue a Jedi. Yeah. But I could see that turning around in a really nasty way where the amount of pain and unless he, he keeps himself composed 
to force out, you know, because they, they force away anger. They force away, like, it's not, it's, it's not that they're just not angry ever. They have to actively make themselves not be angry. Like, that's a, you know, they can't react in that fashion. Um, but he doesn't have the time or the, the energy to stop himself from feeling these ranges of emotions. And I feel like the dark side could, could kind of, you know, worm its way in just based on the fact that he's going through this, this horrible time. Yeah. Um, not that he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm angry and I'm going to go dark side on you, but just that like it could, it could by, by accident come out. It's. I'm interested to see where they go with this. So I want to hear about your rising storm thought. And this my, is all my only other just one so was everyone here knows this is important. Um, and and okay. we know Papa Bear has read uh, Into the Dark, and he's done a good job of not spoiling that for us. But we are not giving opinions based on Into the Dark. We haven't read it yet. Yeah, I haven't read it. So that spoiler will come in a couple weeks. <laughs> there you go. Right, the, keep on so my other thought is either, like you said, he might give Into the Dark Side, or this might allow him to become an even greater Jedi. Like, he's going to somehow figure out how to use the Force in such a way that, yeah, he can see through this and everything and just tap into the Force. And that's going to be the great part. Uh, it also could be, uh, you know, you have three storms that are controlled by the eye. So a rising storm could be also be like another storm rising up. It could be because I don't think any any three of these storm leaders are happy with, you know, the eyes leadership now and the decision to like kind of tone down and, and kind of get just a little bit of the few scraps that they're getting now. So I don't think that status quo is going to stand. So I think one of these these storms is going to rise up and take out Crispin Glover. <gasps> This all this this was all announced in like September October time, right? All this High Republic stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's also possible that it was like hurricane season, and he just was watching the Weather Channel and accidentally typed in the Rising Storm. Yeah. Because of the hurricanes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize to that. For my listeners out there, I probably will make really bad jokes on purpose. Again. Yes. I hope you like them. <laughs> you don't. All right, so I'll, I'll get let's get to good Star Wars stuff. The yeah. so this story ends with uh, Great Storm in a cell, uh, the rise of uh, that guy well, y'all well mentioned, dark. the Eye. So the Eye seems Marched to have Roe Ro seems to have consolidated it, or is in the process of consolidating his power over the Nihil. Um, he definitely has him worked up into a frenzy. Um, like a suicidal level frenzy, like they're willing to die for whatever it is that he wants. Um, and that's kind of where we're left off is the uh, Chris knows there's something through the force. She knows there's something not quite right in the uh, in the in well, in the universe, in the galaxy. Ooh, I'm um, about that real quick, too. Keep going. It, uh, what's his name? Man. She's she's gotten his uh, I forgot his first name. Um, Elzar. Elzar. Yeah. Elzar Man. What does call him Man? Well, that's his name, Man. He's, I know. She, she's got Man on her side, so he's using uh, kind of alternative methods of accessing the Force to help her figure out what's going on. And uh, like I said, Great Storm is now a prisoner, well, as we just discussed, of the Nihil. And what's his name? I forgot all their names. This is one of the problems with this Are book. Are you talking about Bell Cro- 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 The guy, the eye. 
Marshawn Rowe. Rowe has uh, has Great Storm's uh, uh, lightsaber. Yeah. And he uses mm-hmm. it to kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. This book has a lot of death in it, if you hadn't figured that out. So that's kind of where the book leaves off. Now, there are other right, stuff... I want to talk about Avar Chris real quick. Okay, because, yeah, I want to talk about a couple other things, too, before we wrap this up. So early on... Um, and and you mentioned that there was a nope. There was the the transport, not the transport, but the storage container of the Tabana gas heading Tabana. toward the sun. And <clears throat> throughout this whole thing, Avar is trying to connect the Jedi, talk to the Jedi, work through things, kind of see what's going on. It takes her character takes you back to the old Jedi battle meditation yes, that you does. might have seen in Legends. This is another one of those situations where they bring in. Legends concepts and and kind of rework them to fit into canon in a in a really cool way, um, but she seems like she's using the Jedi battle meditation. In fact, on the bridge of the ship she's on, she just she kind of goes um, uh, you know crisscross applesauce is what they call it in, in elementary schools now, um, and she rises above the ground where they, she like cross she sits down crosses her legs in a meditation stance. Oh. Um, and she she floats off the ground as she's reaching into the force, um, which we see Luke do, which seems like a like it's it feels like an overuse of force energy, but I guess it's not. That's just tar- tapping into the force. Gravity no longer has an effect when you're tapped into the force that deep. Um, anyway, she senses something wrong, and immediately this is this was such a cool aspect of this book for me. Immediately, as a Star Wars fan, I'm like, oh my gosh, she senses. Um, some dark side user, or she senses whoever these bad guys are, the Nihil, that I'm, I'm trying to understand what they are. Because at the beginning, you have no idea who they are, which is, I, I kind of like that too. But she's like, you're like, she's sensing this bigger, deeper, farther away thing. Meanwhile, what she was sensing was one of the things that's floating around outside of the ships is heading toward the sun. Yeah. That was, that was the terrible thing she was sensing. And when you're like, Wait, it's just a box heading toward the sun? Now, that box <laughs> heading toward the sun is going to destroy a lot of stuff. Yeah, because it's going to destroy the supernova. The whole but, system, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't, it doesn't Kill seem them all. like... It, was, it didn't seem like the type like the of thing that she would be sensing that strong in the Force. It, and she should be, and it makes sense once she does it. Yeah. But my mind never went to, oh, it's one of the transports with some people in it. It went to, like... Oh, there's a dark side user, or there's the Nihil are, are coming, or like some like horrible thing like that. Not I'd, oh, there's a box going that way, and it was, and I loved the way they did that with her. Yeah, it was great. That I like great. that. I like that. There's no dark side users in the story because uh, they would have to really tiptoe around that with uh, you know the way Phantom menaces and all. And I don't want them to kind of play with well, there kind of is a Sith. I don't want that. I want Phantom Menace to be the first Sith in a thousand years. Well, no, um, no, no. He's not the first Sith in a thousand years. Well, the first time a Jedi encounters a Sith. Right, so there's a problem. The, I, the... I don't want the rule of two to be involved in this. I don't want it to be like the Sith secretly doing stuff. Well, now, here's the, here's the only way you might have a little tie-in, and I'm just kind of thinking outside. I don't know anything, but there might be some dark side use somewhere. No. But if you see it, and this book has already set us up for it, if we meet a Sith, that Sith is going to kill whatever Jedi meets them. Well, yeah. Because the, the Council's not ever going to find out about it. Yeah. Because of your what you're saying. The, to keep the consistency with Phantom Menace... Yeah, I don't want if, them to even play with that. 
Oh, well, um, I, I think personally. If, if they ran into one that that kind of created a tie-in for a later story to start that. Because, well, think about it this way. Okay. Would you be happy with a different Plagueis-style book where they told the story <gasps> of some of the of the Sith who were leading up to Plagueis and Sidious? Sure. Absolutely. So they're out there somewhere. If one of these Jedi ran into one somewhere in one of these stories yeah. but then was killed right after, oh. I think it'd be a cool, like, oh, who was that? It but then we Papa find Bear. out in a later book. It'd be great. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. Uh, I just don't want, like, this whole thing to be secretly orchestrated by the Sith. Right. Well, um, yeah. well, I, and but I don't think the Nihil the are. That doesn't other, make any sense. The other thing that, yeah, I don't think they are either, uh, I wanted to talk about is the Jedi Vectors. Yeah. Um, because, do you remember how these things are? So, the Jedi Vector... We have Vector, to rework our favorite ships These now. are very are, minimalistic fighters. Yeah, these are... And, like, the heart and soul of it isn't an astromech droid, like we've been talking about. That's right. Um, wait a minute, what? It is or isn't? Is isn't. not. Yeah, correct. It's the so Jedi. The Jedi Vectors, you should look them up online. They're, they're gorgeous. Uh, they are starfighters that are equipped to uh, seat one or two... Because it could be a master and a padawan, um, they're little, yeah, fighter craft. And how do you start this thing? How do you uh, how do you fire up the weapon system on a on a Jedi vector? With your lightsaber key. Yeah, that's what I found really interesting about these ships. They not, have to not, be piloted using the Force. Not just the vector. The other the other vehicle they have too on the. Uh... Yeah, the ship that carries the vectors, which I forgot what it was. No, not but the it's... long beams. Uh, the, the, what do they call that? The V, it was the vehicle that was on the planet where you could transform modes between oh, the track, yeah. the V track. Was that what oh it is? Oh my or? gosh. The, the, the Bisky. Um, what the heck was it called? But the, it could also repulse. A, so the, the Bisky is a, is an earth actual, like real motorcycle. The one that you can drive straight into the water and then it turns into a jet ski. Okay. I've yeah. shown you that video. Um, awesome, but it's basically that. Like you can change the modes of. Yeah, of you could do like multiple modes. I could it could it even go underwater too? I don't know if it went underwater, but it went on the water. I, I think. Yeah, I think they talked about it going underwater, but I, I can't remember. I don't know. Mark Thompson talked about a lot of stuff. Okay. It was so, like multiple. Uh, bottom line is <laughs> modes. These are created strictly for the Jedi. Well, the bottom line is the one under all the others. <clears throat> Yeah, and this, so this kind of... you can only activate these using the Force. Now, this is new to the uh, Star Wars universe. We've never seen that before. Yeah, um, and the, the cool thing about them, and I, I don't know, if, like, I, I think anybody could sit in it and possibly turn it on, but there was no, there was, like, almost no guidance for you built into the ship. Well, they also specifically say, like, the weapon system... Cannot come online without the Jedi using their lightsaber and the Force to turn on the weapon system. Right. Um, so this was really cool, and supposedly it's like a biometric uh, protection almost. Yeah, on your uh, weapons. It is, and well, yeah, with the for the Force. Um, I guess the uh, oh, I forgot what I was about to say. The I don't remember what I was going to say now. The uh, what it said about these ships. How y'all weapon doing? What, what are we doing? Yeah, vector weapon systems could only be activated with the use I of a lightsaber. Was, and how did they fly them? Mm. That's what I was going to say. Thank you. The um, supposedly the idea behind this is that they can pilot the ships using the force, 
which means they can use the ships the same way that like they use their lightsabers in a duel. Uh, they can, you know, anticipate blaster bolts and fire, you know, point them back, or in this case, just simply evade. Which I know we kind of see that with Anakin as a pilot, yeah. but these vector ships are designed around that idea um, that they be used basically like lightsabers themselves, only in outer space, which I think fills in a very big weakness of the Jedi in general, um, that, like, you can be awesome and be an amazing Jedi, but if you're in a spaceship that gets blown up, oh well... The vectors really answer that, and they become like extensions of of Jedi power. In that, like Plo Koon wouldn't have died if he had been flying a Jedi vector. In other words, um, instead of you know whatever the Jedi starfighter was that he was flying, that early version of the A wing yeah. sort of thing. Well, and you can also consider the fact that they weren't as in touch with the Force because the Sith were dealing working very hard to keep stupid anyway. Sith. Yeah. But yeah, so I did want to talk about the vectors mainly because of that well, weird technology the, the integrating. Is a brilliant Sith, but... Mainly because of that technology integrating uh, Jedi abilities, I mm-hmm. thought that yes. was really super cool. It was awesome. I mean, yeah. for all of the uh, poop, this is this is the reason I still want to do Force Lore comics. It's just for my name. Um, for all of the Force, like this is the stuff I I love the Mandalorian. Yeah, I do. I, do. I love, I yeah. absolutely love The Mandalorian. Oh, I want to... Beyond yeah. many, many, many shows and, and movies that I've seen, I love The Mandalorian. But it doesn't have the Force lore, which is a, a deep part of my love for Star Wars. And this book was just almost overwhelming with the amount of... And it needed to be, because it was like, these are the Jedi. These are all the different things they can do. These are all the different Jedi, and they all have their own special pieces and parts and things and how they access and view the... Like, it was just... It was so much, but it was so much of a great thing. And I was just like, all right. I was freaking out a little bit. Love it. I liked it. Loved it. I loved it that the uh, lightsabers were the keys. All right, well, I think that kind of... More? Do y'all got more to talk about with this? Uh, no, Light of the Jedi. Yeah, Light of the Jedi. So overall, I think we all liked it. Um, again, it took me a little while to get into it, but once I was into it, I was really into it. And um, yeah, the, it leaves you with a cliffhanger, so you'll be ready for more by the end of it. Um, I like the bad guy. I like the uh, broad spectrum of uh, force use. Um, I did find the number of characters and the you know the different political... Um, kind of time period to be somewhat confusing, but that's to be expected when we didn't you're reading the fact a book. That he cut off the guy's fingers, did we? About a new era. Uh, who cut off whose fingers? Marshawn Rowe. Cut off whose? The one of his um, storm leaders. Oh yeah, what a jerk! Like it was that. Well, yeah, were, it was the the guy. They who, were making it seem like they were gonna they were gonna try to do some kind of like overthrow. Like he was talking fingers. smack, and the guy had a blaster with him. And the guy reached for it. What's he going to taste threw, the pudding? He like, he, like, threw a ninja star at them. What? Like, whatever it actually I'll take was. out the guard with my Shirakan. Yeah, but he, like, threw a ninja star at him. And he, <laughs> instead, he, he sliced off a bunch of his fingers from that hand oh. and mm. sliced off the bottom part of the of the blaster handle. That's right. I do remember that. Um, which I thought was interesting, too. Shirakan. So that was a really... Uh, that was really kind of a, a neat little... Well, you it, go, Ro. It showed you... So, because they always sounded like, who'd you say they sound like? Scott, what's his name? Uh, Pepin. Um, no, where's Pepin? Crispin Glover? Crispin Glover. Same thing. 
Um, because you said they always sounded like Crispin Glover. He always had this like, like super calm sound. Like super. Like is he bad or is he just? That's why he, he reminded just, me of Thrawn. Well, that was my thing. Is he is he bad or is he just? A Calculate. guy who is in charge of... Which, it turns out he is just a guy who's in charge of these bad things because he inherited his position. He did. But, yeah, yeah. Um, from his father who who died. But it turns out he's yeah. also really kind of bad and nasty. He's pretty nasty um, himself. And this was the first thing we saw was this. this he is tortures the old Jedi, women. Well, it was before the Jedi cell, yeah. Um, when he throws this... Like, all of a sudden, he just... The guy's about to pull a blaster on him. And you don't no blasters, a, no blasters. You don't, you don't bring a blaster to a ninja star fight. <laughs> so he threw the ninja star at him and sliced his fingers off. So I, it's I'm excited to see where they go next. Yeah, Hubbard I like the bad knows, guy. And he, we're all going to talk about it in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we are. So that kind of wraps up uh, the Star Wars High Republic uh, into the light. Light of the Jedi. Light of the Jedi. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to digest here. I mean, I'm, you know. <laughs> I'm still digesting. Yeah. Over I mean, a thousand years. Wings. Mm. But next week is going to be a very special episode of our of certain point of view. What? Hmm? You'll find a new meaning of pain and suffering as you're slowly digesting. So next week will years. be a new episode and exciting. It's a special episode next week, right? Special? Yeah. Special? Yeah. Well, well, actually, this week because we're so late. We are so late. It is our 66th episode. Ah, 66. Yeah. That's, so a, that's an important number. That's a, that's a Star Wars significant number. We'll 66? talk about the execution. Execute episode of 66. Order 66. Yeah. Yeah. So, order 66. so we're going to talk about our... Um, what was Order 65? Uh, that was uh, pepperoni and cheese. No, it was... Uh, With the pastrami and rye. Topping. Um, Pepperoni and rye? What? Pastrami, pastrami. and rye. Pastrami. I Hello like that. pastrami. From Dex's diner. Oh, from Dex. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Obi-Wan. Scratch, scratch, scratch. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. You so, make, you make the food with those arms? Too. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> They're Dex, you got company. All right. So, yeah, join us next week and... Uh, for now, I think that's it, right? That's it. All right, so I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And I'm Papa Bear. And this has been... Our, our certain point This is the way. We are the Republic. We are all the Republic. We are all the... Remember... Who are we? The Force. We are all the Republic. The Nihil? We'll be with remember, you. Remember, the Force what will are we be ride? with you. Always. The storm. The storm. Remember. Who guides us? We have spoken. AI. This is the way. Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> don't, don't talk to strangers. Stop Meow. believing. Um, don't stop believing. Make good choices. Make good choices. Brush twice just to be sure. Eat and tacos when you want eat to. Eat tacos and uh, put, put Neosporin on it. Tacos. Don't scratch don't, it. Don't put Neosporin on your tacos. No. All right, goodbye. All right, let's go. All right, that's enough. Audio one.